You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know. I've got you covered every weekday morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Sure is when you see a few fresh centimeters on the ground, isn't it? Although we're going to be chatting about a phenomena commonly referred to as dust on crust. Let's get into it because I'm sure you're eager to know what is happening on the hill. Well, first up, the snow report hasn't updated online since 3 p.m. yesterday, but I checked in on Blackcomb and Whistler's patrol reports for you to make sure we have some accurate information information for your snow report. As you can see, those valley centimeters forecast here for about two centimeters overnight have fallen. Look out your window. It is white, but just sort of trace amounts. And that's what we'll be expecting on the mountain today. What with cool temperatures, we'll have about, uh, well, a few centimeters spread out on the snowpack. And that does mean we'll have some dust on crust. Firm conditions underneath that, what with temperatures at the peak and pig alley uh, in the roundhouse at around minus seven, well, minus seven on the upper elevations and minus six in Peg Alley. Freezing level being below valley bottom today, minus one degree in the village. Currently feels a little cooler when you open the door and smell that fresh air this morning. It is beautiful. And it will be clearing trace amounts expected throughout the morning today, but then clearing for a sunny afternoon, it looks like, and a sunny day tomorrow. But we do have a ridge of low pressure coming in again on Sunday, that main system uh, swinging east and missing us, but coming back in on Sunday after some lovely weather, for, uh, like I said, this afternoon and Saturday. Some uh, particular accumulations expected come Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek. Nothing major at this point, but the cool conditions of freezing level being, uh, well, at a maximum 950 meters. That's great news for the snowmaking team to get some coverage on uh, particular areas that are looking a little sparse, including the ski out. Blackcomb are recording a uh, base of 62 centimeters, whereas the website is saying we've got a base of 96 centimeters right now. That's your mountain weather for today and the weekend, but looking for your valley weather for the weekend. Looking for a high of just one degree today with those periods of snow easing in the afternoon. Just another two centimeters potentially expected today. Currently not snowing in and or flurrying here in Creekside. But clearing this evening, looking for a low of minus four overnight and a cool night tomorrow as that low pressure system and ridge comes in for Saturday evening and Sunday morning. Tomorrow's high just zero degrees, but it'll be mainly sunny. Get the vitamin D. But minus five on Saturday night, minus one due to be the high on on Sunday, a little cooler there and minus two overnight coming into Monday where it will be cloudy and we'll be having some flurries and uh, snow mixed with some rain come at the beginning of next week. Sun rises at one minute past eight today, the warmest. December 11th was back in 1976, actually, at five degrees here in Whistler, whereas the coldest was just a year later at minus 16.2. Wow, what a swing. Did that blow your mind this early in the morning? 
Well, I'll tell you what might blow your mind. The fact it is International Mountain Day today. That's right. So here's your avalanche advisory. Uh, low across the board, actually, across alpine treeline and below treeline. Low, generally safe avalanche conditions, but a warning here from Avalanche Canada to consider your knees, especially with travel at lower elevations to get to the goods being crusty and unsupportive. So make sure you're extra attentive for any backcountry or slack country travel you're doing. Like I said, that dust on crust, you get excited about a few centimeters, but it is firm underneath. Hmm. That's your AVI advisory. Let's have a look at your road conditions. Well, nothing major to be reported on the Sea to Sky roads conditions page at this point. Uh, in fact, somebody asking, Jody's asking what the roads are like from Squamish to Pemby this morning. Well, having a look at the webcams for you, Jody. They, uh, their plows are out there, just a couple of centimeters, but definitely some side streets having more accumulations than others. So give yourself some extra time on your journey to and from today before those flurries really clear. They could be giving you a little bit of trouble. The Duffy, it is snowing on the Duffy right now, according to the webcam there, although the plows have cleared the main gangway for traffic there. Like I said, be extra attentive. And as my dad would say in his Northern English accent, don't get your ambitions mixed up with your abilities. Thanks, yeah, Army Man 80. Uh, according to Drive BC, nothing major happening here. Limited visibility, rather, um, if you're heading further afield, and that's between the Lot Place and Hat Creek Road for 100 Ks. I'm just going to tell you it's limited there, north of Lillooet on Highway 99, and to look for slippery sections and slushy uh, sections there, what with compact snow. So you've heard it there from Drive BC first. That was as of quarter past five this morning. Time check for you on December 11th, six. 49 as I record this and give you all the information you're looking for. And something I meant to include, actually, I was chatting with a groomer last night. I want to include a sort of run of the day that's going to be heading our way. I've been having a look at the terrain and status. 114 runs will be open today across both mountains. Still no grooming done on Glacier or Seventh Heaven, I expect. Well, I predict they quite smartly, I guess, that they will be closed today. Uh, There you have it. As far as local events go, I mentioned uh, some fundraisers from Wag and Paws yesterday, but I really want to mention the Whistler Film Festival, what with it being in an online format this year. I've been to many uh, an event over the years, haven't you? Yeah. Oh boy. But it is running online, has been since December 1st. There's still nine days of wonderful films and events online. Make sure you head on over to whistlerfilmfestival.com for more information. And heading into the weekend, uh, well... It's mountain, like I said, International Mountain Day. So there's been some news recently. I'm sure you've been hearing about Mount Everest in the news with uh, it being (laughs) with the news that it's actually 0.86 meters higher than had been officially calculated. And you may wonder, oh, wow, when did it grow a meter? Well, this is actually because Nepal and China have finally jointly announced that new height. It's because until now, the countries actually differed over to whether uh, to add the snow cap on top of Everest. So the new height of Everest is 8,848 metres and 86 centimetres. That's 29,032 feet for any Americans or people listening and like prefer the imperial system. But do you know that Mount Everest technically isn't the world's tallest mountain? 
No, this is true. I'm going to blow your mind for International Mountain Day. Mona Kia, actually, on the big island of Hawaii is, and I'm sure Jody Matsueka knows this, but it's peak. Although it's just 4,207.3, did you get that? meters above sea level. It's actually the tallest mountain in the world because from its underwater base, it measures 10,211. There you have it. Thought you'd appreciate that today. I've got a couple of Whistler birthday shout outs. In fact, a photo here popping up from my good friend Sally Smythe's uh, birthday celebration. We call it Halloween because it always happens on Halloween, doesn't it, Sally? And Cato Pulleyblank. It's her birthday today. She was dressed up in this photo as Amelia Earhart. Quite the tragic, and but uh, also incredible life if you ever want to look up the life of aviator Amelia Mary Earhart. I do recommend it. But happy birthday, Cato Pulleyblank. A couple other whistle birthday shout-outs too. Brian Lopez, happy birthday, as well as Alvaro uh, Muno Santos. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have phenomenal days. Do you know that you share your birthday with Nikki Six from Motley Crew? No? Well, you do now. I'm sure Trevor Corbett will be happy to know that. That fact was provided by Stinkies on the Stroll. Thanks for submitting that. I had no idea, although I'm sure Trevor will be telling me. <laughs> Now for Fridays, I'm going to be doing a regular feature to profile local Whistler musicians. What with musicians, oh, the entertainment industry, service industry, gosh, so many affected by our current pandemic. Musicians in particular in town, I've had to really adapt and and change their <laughs> lots of their methodology when it comes to performing and and delivering their material. So I'd love to give a spotlight and chat with local musicians every Friday and play some of their music for your ears. So it's going to be called The Local Lounge and it's going to be right up. But first up, I have a little joke for you today and this is from we Kev, Kevin Wood from Alpine Cafe who I know from arguably the funniest and most fun team on the Whistler Darts League. That's the Bulls hitters and uh, we Kev has a great joke for us today. He told me this yesterday. I'll try and do his northern accent. It's kind of like mine. Uh, Laura, what did one snowman say to the other snowman? Do you smell carrots? Ha! But I want to wrap this up here. What with uh, well, it, getting on in this podcast, lots to involve today. Friday banger for you here is from a DJ producer currently based in Los Angeles, Cassian. It features Zolly. Check this number out. He's actually from Sydney, but Cassian featuring Zolly. It's called Magical, an absolute Friday banger for you to drop in on on your skiing today and any day. So without further ado. Please enjoy this first edition of The Local Lounge, where you must be wondering where I'm getting my beats from. And introductory music got a new one for you here from wonderful wizard and good bud, James Hallahan. I can't thank you enough for for being creative with the, the sounds here, man. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. And everybody enjoy The Local Lounge. First up here, debuting for you on The Whistle Pulse and have yourself a phenomenal weekend. I'll be here for you on Monday morning. The Whistle Pulse Local Lounge. Today. 
today on the very first ever local lounge feature on the Whistler Pulse podcast, which will be a weekly feature on Fridays, profiling and showcasing local musicians here in Whistler. I couldn't be more excited to introduce and chat with Brother Twang, especially on International Mountain Day, December 11th. Gosh, you've played how many times atop that mountain? Whistler, that is, Mountain Top Barbecues. Well, find out in this installment we chatted all three of us over video call because that's what we do nowadays. I am still ironing out some audio uh, tweaks here with the video conferencing, so bear with us. That's myself, George Scoopus, Jay Romani, and Penelope. Hang tight to find out what Brother Twang have been doing before, during, and after the world went crazy yesterday. Because I really hope you enjoy our chat. It was an absolute pleasure catching up with the latest and greatest from George and Jay. And such an honor to share their latest track, upcoming track, here on the show. Sit back. You're in the Whistle Pulse Local Lounge. Good that we're all socially distanced. The way of the day. Oh, it is the way of the day. This is it. But that's also going to be the way of the day with your new EP, but I'll probably segue into that a little later. (laughs) Do you want to... We'll correct you. We'll correct you right away. A full LP. Full LP. Yeah, 10 songs. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. So you've been getting super creative. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a it's been a really busy downtime for us. Awesome. In a good way. Yeah. Well, in which case, then I think you should tell people a bit about how Brother Twang all started. You want me to take the first one downtown? I uh, in 2007, and way before that, I used to bartend at the Longhorn, and uh, I hadn't really done anything musically except for just a couple of farmers markets up until then. But then we started uh, jam night just to kind of flush out the players and see secretly who would end up being you know, the people we wanted to put our band together with. So Derek would come every night and he'd be our bass player. And then every once in a while, Mark Bannock would come out and he'd be the drummer. And then every, and then Derek brought Jay out for the first time and he kind of just saw what was going on. And then he invited Jay out to our studio, which was happened to be right down here in the basement before it was renovated. And he kind of saw who was there, saw what was going on. And that was uh, February 2007. And that would segue into how the name Brother Twang came about. Right away, we got into the idea of writing original songs. We just said there were so many cover bands. There's always going to be cover bands. But all of us being musicians, we all had the idea that we wanted to write together right off the bat. So the first recording track we ever did for quite uh, our, our first song, which was Hockey Cards, which was just a country song out and out. And Jay just kind of put a voice on that was very twangy. And I was just like, whoa, Brother Twang. I like, never would have seen that voice come out of you. And then we just all had a good laugh. And then it just kind of stuck because we had gigs coming up. And then we never really changed it after that. And that's just always been our moniker. <laughs> nice. Nice. So February 2007, and within 18 months less than, you're performing at Pemby Fest. Yeah. <clears throat> that was that was a weird one as well, because Mark Bannock was playing in so many different projects. He wasn't really interested in doing another original uh, you know, project. So we had to go out and find another drummer, which I happen to know... Um, 
uh, Todd Bag, who who's drummed with a few different bands in town, like Route 99. Is that right, George? Route 99, and he's always talking <laughs> yeah. about it and uh, and stuff like that. And he was he's he's really solid classic rock drummer, and, and he, he's he's very technical. It's just we we kind of needed somebody like Mark Bannock in this album to 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 bring the ferocity out in. The, music that you're written wow wow and that that first record coming out in 2011 then mm, you missed the first ep 2009 Actually, 2009 we did a taste of twang at brian adams studio and then we did uh, a full length which was eight songs in 2011 that was the thing of ours and then we switched over to the studio our engineer at that time was a guy named mike cashin who was still our go-to guy to this day, but he broke away from Brian Adams Studio and got to take over what used to be Baker Street Studio in North Van, and he rebuilt it, and then he started working out of there, and we went and recorded 2016's Here Come the Melody there. That mm-hmm. was six more songs, and then quickly got right back in there through the COVID times for this one here. Yeah, COVID times is right. Well, the the, the title of your full 10-track EP, The World Went Crazy Yesterday, tell us about what's inspired it, the content of this this record. Hey, hey George. <laughs> I, I say wholeheartedly the times, and then, like, you know, being, like, dad, and then families and your life like you know bleeds into it also and then everyone takes their own interpretation but just like the world went crazy yesterday is exactly that no one sees these unprecedented things coming up and actually this song was written even before covid when people were already for me the world started going crazy kind of with you know social media and stuff like that and like it started being more divisive and more mm-hmm. social for me and then I just like kind of the commentary on it and standing aside and seeing it so a lot of the songs are kind of like where we are in our lives a, a lot of them are just kind of empowering and some of them are just like from books there's a two-part song on on two songs that make up one kind of story on this album and it's all based around Stephen King's seven-part book the, the Dark Tower so there's a couple of different things like that that don't have anything to do with real life at all just keep it fun nice good <laughs> I was gonna say was it Stephen King's The Stand because that's that's quite eerie for the times <laughs> <laughs> So did you get to showcase that new material on your opening day performance for the Here and Now Festival? Yeah, uh, we did. And it was it was awesome timing for us because it was I guess we did that the week before the first weekend. uh, The four of us went down to the studio. So we had been practicing quite a bit for months up until that point, trying to get the album studio ready. So we weren't uh, wasting anybody's time down there. Mm. It was kind of nice to we'd rehearsed the material so much but hadn't had a chance to play it's different when you're performing live it's just a different feel than like you know stopping at practice and going you know messing around with the songs a little bit and and the timing and whatever and so it was really cool to be able to do that right before we went in to record yeah for sure but that must be yeah like you said it's it's so different but you something you're not getting any any of right now live performances like your gig roster must have been just can't you know the interesting thing about that is that we are kind of the anti-whistler band when it comes to that we are a lot of bands are driven by gigs as many gigs as they can this and that brother twang has always just been the gig money goes towards recording our next album yeah it's never been something that kind of just goes into this is what i need for rent for us it's always been the big gigs always went into what we call the kitty 
the kitty is a bank account that is going to go to record albums and that's why luckily we've been able to record our fourth now and it just keeps going forward like that so uh, we kind of pick a couple of gigs that we really like to do Jay and I did the Fire Rock Lounge for years and years we did the Mountaintop Barbecues for more years than I can count mm. and then whatever we can get full band here and there for corporate and that but mainly it's just to go so we can record and even though we just recorded we already can't wait to start building the kitty to record the next one right so it's, oh wow yeah, it's, fun well, it's... Putting out, it's fun putting out music that's never been there before yeah so. yeah like you said you've got so many performers musicians and town artists who are really restricted and having to play a lot of cover material so for you it's super important that you're making and writing original and performing original songs right and being a part of the Whisper scene, we know what it takes to go out there and play shows. We know people like hearing their favorite songs and stuff like that. We always made sure we played songs that we liked also. We super made sure that we played originals in there also. So I'm not sure if that was a little bit to our detriment. Maybe we didn't get the million gigs because we just play all the Sweet Home uh, Carolines and all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think we struck a good balance all these years, I'd say. Yeah, I think you have. Gosh, even if just for your own, like you said, you don't get the million gigs, but you've got you've got the principle, and you're you're proud of the music you make. So, when can people expect to see the world went crazy yesterday in full properly? We are. Go ahead, Jay. I know we're chomping at the bit, both of us. But no, no, you go ahead. It's 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 going to be a while. We is. It was just a different beast. This this whole album. Not only George wrote the most of it, and and when I when I heard the first six songs he sent through or whatever, five or six, I was I thought, wow, like it sounds like Brother Twang, but that's just really excellent songwriting. It's it's like it's like he was sh- shipped off to to an island with some fabulous songwriters, and they, and they gave him a, like a, 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 a key to the kingdom. You know, and I was like, wow. Um, and and so when we got in there, we were pretty excited. And as soon as we started, our our engineer Mike, who's recorded all of our albums, I could I could tell he was excited. And just he's a he's a quiet guy and very professional. But he was making little comments, and and I thought, wow, Mike is really excited here. And so we were able to take more more time um, tracking. So we layered up vocals, we layered up instrument tracks. So he he's got his work cut out for him mixing all this. So it's going to be a bit of a process. Fun. But you've but you've already completed and polished. I mean, George, when I reached out to you last week, you were thrilled on, I don't want to even introduce it. I think you gentlemen have to have the honor of introducing Robo, a.k.a. Oh, receptors on, bullshitters out. Of course. <laughs> we, uh, well, as soon as you reached out, that was the day that we'd gotten it. So I think we listened to it a million times over and over and over again. And then, like, you know, I wanted to be sure that it was something that you would be excited to play on your show also. But oh, uh, sure. we're not going to hurry Mike getting this out because I don't mind saying this. This is our back in black. This is our, this, this doesn't get any better for us. This is like Brother Twang's songwriting at its best. Like, that's, that's, the clouds parted and something was recorded in that studio over those six days that to rush him through it might be taking a little bit away. So mm. Robo just scratches the surface. Robo's kind of bullshit compared to what else is on this album. And then Robo is still such a stunning song. Woo! So we're not going to hurry them and we're just going to release them as they come about. There's a, there's a docu-series that we did that our friend Chelsea McRossi that plays piano on Robo is put together song by song the creation, whole nine. So we're going to take our time putting it out there. You know, we're not through this pandemic thing. 
still are writing songs, there's plenty of time to put all this content out there. So mm-hmm. we're going to trickle it out little by little so people don't get sick of us. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Good way to put it. Well, that's, uh, I'll get you to reintroduce that when we play it a little later. And I wanted to reiterate, we just touched on here and now and your performance on the 26th. You can still catch that on YouTube on the Whistler Arts Council's page. But where do you recommend that people, uh, where do you see that people access your material the most? Probably, probably Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two of our albums are on iTunes, but the first one, A Taste of the Twang, never put it on there. We weren't really, we didn't know really how far we were going to go or what, what we we're going to do with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's two albums on iTunes and the other two, and, and those two as well are on Spotify. Beautiful. Beautiful. Plus, we've got a ton of content on YouTube, just all sorts of performances all through the years. I've got a YouTube page under my name, George Scoopis, that's got all sorts of performances of Jay and I just in his living room through the pandemic doing two guys in acoustics and voices and all that stuff. George, you've been building and tweaking guitars and uh, hustling uh, at the Beacon. And Jay, what have you been What have you been up to? What's been the biggest change, though, with, with COVID with you, do you think? Um, just... Just working through it, I guess. I work maintenance for Whistler Blackcomb. And, uh, yeah, it got a little challenging at times, but, you know, the mountain got open and, and people are skiing. And I, I think for the most part, it's, it hasn't leveled out by any means. There's a, a, a certain calmness where there wasn't maybe a month ago, um, just anticipation and, and stuff like that. So just busy working and, and raising child. Yeah, yeah, both of you absolutely multitasking. Oh, hello. <laughs> for everybody listening that's George's daughter in a brilliant pink tutu I'm going to have to get a hold of one of those <laughs> there's one in a closet there somewhere Laura your mascot wasn't tucked away somewhere <laughs> please please that means, that means it's dinner time if she's down here <laughs> and, it's, and you're also showcasing that beautiful guitar collection gentlemen I, we're all thrilled that you're you're making and releasing music and you're staying creative at a time when it's so difficult for musicians you know to uh she's adorable but so so difficult for musicians to to get a release and and get exposure right now right yeah well i think that through youtube and all that and then eventually you know live stuff will come back and will in a fury how can it not people will be all kept up we've been lucky though like as what you said the bigger change biggest change was that kind of like all the distractions had a chance to be put on hold for a little while and we got to spend more time with our families and doing more music and stuff like that you know so there was a bit of a golden light and all that and unfortunately it's like a lot of people get sick and dying and that's not the part but we'll get through it and then everything will be back and then new rock out there we look forward damn straight <laughs> damn straight well on that note how would you like to introduce receptors on bullshitters out after you Jack. what are we doing uh, you are introing in- in- <laughs> introducing intro robo, intro robo. <laughs> oh 
Tell Wister about your track. Okay, I'll, I'll just go real quick before George. Some people, I, I, I let my, some people from my work listen to it this morning and after our morning meeting, and, and they thought it was a new Tenacious D song. <laughs> it um, does have that vibe, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For me, it, it was it was my favorite one out of the first six I heard because of the anthemic guitar line. For me, I'll say that it's really, it's just a call to arms to kind of, for people to, to, to kind of pay attention to what's important in life. You know, there's a lot of static out there, this and that. When people stumble, people get back up. You know, you got to give people chances. And that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You just got to wade through it and grab the stuff that's important to you. And then, you know, you don't need to change people with your opinions. Just, you know, be who you are and live your life. And receptors on, bullshitters out. That's it. Just tune into what's important to you and then tune out all the other stuff. And then, you know, it's kind of our shipping up to Boston. You know, it's very Celtic-y. It's very swashbuckling. <laughs> swashbuckling. Damn straight. Wow. Wow. Uh, great words, gentlemen. Great words. Beautifully put. Thanks so much for, for sharing this time, your song, and your music over the years for, for Whistler. You're, you're much treasured, and uh, I'm sure everybody's going to be stoked to see these songs roll out. Thanks for having us on. This is your first. Thanks for debuting our first song out there for Whistler and we have many more for you to play for us. Fellas, I couldn't be more thrilled. Thank you so much. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Receptors on, Bullshitters out. Out. Oh, Laura, thanks. <laughs>
Podcast is here for you every weekday morning at 7.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Stroll on down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs.